This week on Thought Stop, we continue our interview with Pastor Bob Gray. Let's get right to it. Roll the intro. What is a lesson that you learned the hard way? Wow. Animal, vegetable, mineral, (laughs) human. (laughs) Which lesson do you want? The most memorable. The one that created a scar to where you're like, don't ever do that again? Sure. Yeah, right. That was a setup question right there. (laughs) The most memorable mistake. Wow. You know, I saw that on the list, and I think... The most memorable mistake um, probably has to be during preaching. I think everybody has a mistake like that. Right. Um, and I think <laughs> I think the most memorable mistake that caused um, ig- I was ignorant on my part and I thought I had said it right was um, the word superfluous, superfluous. I said superfluous. It's superfluous. And um, and a seventh grader came up and corrected me. Oh, oh yeah. no! And the whole entire time, everybody's laughing at me. Oh no! And uh, so, um, but before the seventh grader came up, one of the assistant pastors came in and said, "Pastor, can I talk to you?" And I was like, "Sure, sure." He goes, um, "You said that that word, and I believe it's in Hebrews, was superfluous." And I was like, "No, that word's superfluous." And he goes, well, you spent the entire night saying superfluous. Oh, more than once. Uh, yeah, superfluous this, superfluous that. Let's all be superfluous. You know? Oh, my. <laughs> so anyways, so so I think that that was the most, that probably was the most memorable mistake that people wouldn't let me live down. Wow. Or one of them, I should say. Did you always feel called to be a pastor or was there a time when the call in your life changed from supporting a pastor to pastoring yourself. Yeah. So for me, I knew one that I wanted to be a ministry work. I didn't know what it was going to be. So three months into marriage, my father contacts me. My youth pastor had left to go start a church in St. Louis. And he said, look, you know, I think it, we would love for you to be the youth pastor. So, so I'm like, I'm going to be the oldest youth pastor to ever live. So I did that for 22 years, probably, about 20 years into it, um, I knew one morning that I I was going to go pastor. All of a sudden, the sermons started changing. They started to, be, to become more encompassing than narrow just for young people. And at that point, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, God, okay, I see it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I told my dad, and he said, good, now that you got that out of your system, go back to work. That's probably the second best piece of advice. He said, you let God do it. And so from that point, it was like, okay, God. Wow. What is some advice you would give to young men like ourselves that are just getting out of the gate in the ministry? Some word of advice. I, 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 I think that, that I would say this, be very slow to speak, very slow to speak. Not about your convictions, not about what you believe, but your opinions about your convictions. I think a lot of times people shoot themselves in the foot um, straight out of the gate because they are are carrying with them boxes that other people have to fit in rather than this is who I am. This is what I believe. And I'm not going to comment on every statement, what everybody else says, 
I'm just going to ponder like Mary did in her heart. I'm going to work internally, and then I'm going to go to work. I think young men coming out speak more about the life experience they don't have or they think they would do rather than just, what does the book say? Stick to the book. Don't feel like that you have to explain everything. Mm. Just live the book. Live the book. And when you preach, preach very little about yourself because you have nothing to say about yourself and preach much about Christ and much about the book. No, that's good. This is a hard question for me to ask, but I definitely want to know. Okay. What are some blessings? And actually, I'll preface. I've had the blessing to meet both of your sons while out here for youth conference. Sure. Both Jordan and uh, RG3. Right. Uh, what are some blessings and some difficulties of raising a child with special needs? Things you have learned from raising a child in that condition. You, you know, um, blessings would be that he is oblivious to the evils of our society and that he is not hampered with addictions mm. and that his future on this earth, how, albeit it is a very small circle, and he, any, any, truly, um, he truly does not comprehend a lot of things. Mm. And with that, I think the blessing would be that the ills that you and I struggle with, he doesn't have that struggle, and where you and I stand, the potential of getting bitter of heart soured in our mind, that's not him. And that he has that unique ability to be upset, mad, have a bad day. And then in five minutes, the sunshine is bright. Wow. I, I think that's something I, I praise God for. I think the second thing I praise God for is that because of his lack of mental comprehension, uh, that heaven is his home. And that there's no fear that when he dies, did he understand or things of that nature? I think it was a two-part question. The blessings and... The difficulties. I think the difficulties would be that his, his his health slows down. His health slows down his, his ability to be involved. In fact, while we're talking, I think the better expert on this is my wife. And um, let's see if I can get her on the phone. Yeah. Um, I the, the difficulties would be his, his health is such that you can't plan your week out and expect RG's health to be okay with what you have planned. So, and because we don't talk much about RG, I don't talk much about RG as far as a um, woe is me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, hey, why isn't Miss Kelly here? Why isn't what's going on? And well, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to use RG as a sympathy card, mm-hmm. but it is a reality. So it it. So I think that's the difficulty. I think that the other difficulty uh, would be at times because I'm always on the go. So I'm always going and to give my wife a break without it making it look like 
that I'm shirking my responsibilities as right. a pastor. We can circle back if you'd like. Yeah, circle back because okay. I think that she would give more insight. What would you have as a last meal? Mm, mm. A last meal. Because I don't have to worry about the calories if it's my last meal. Exactly. I don't have to worry about not being able to fit into my suits. That's right. I'm going to get a robe in heaven. So I don't have to worry about any of that. My last meal would be a combination. Ooh. Yes. So last meal, right? Of course. I want a buffet. I want everything on the buffet. I want to be able to be left alone. Mm. I want to be able to eat. Throw up, eat some more, throw up, eat some more, throw up, eat some more, gorge myself and show up and God look at me and go, well done. (laughs) Great (laughs) job. I tell you what my goal in life right now is, is to get down to my wedding weight, put my white tuxedo on, go to a Chinese restaurant, eat till I can't eat anymore and wipe my hands all over the white suit. Really? Ta-da. So that's a fantastic answer. Your other son, Jordan, is on staff for you. He is. He is. What is that like having a son work for you? Well, I now know what my father felt like um, because it is this, are you here because of nepotism? Uh, Are you here because you deserve the job? Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You know, my dad dad used to put it this way. As long as your mother's alive, you have a job. And I would say long live Leanne. Praise God. So, so, you know, um, it, it is, it is, you cannot let, I can't let my son working for me cloud my, my character level of what I expect. Right. Regardless of what his mother feels, his wife feels, his sister feels, brother-in-law feels, it it doesn't matter. This is what's expected. And, um, I love you, son, but if we can't do what's expected, then we probably need to make a change. Right. So would you say you're harder on him than you are your other staff members? No, because I think that that creates bitterness. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's, it's gotta be mm-hmm. how I treat Jordan is how I treat all the other staff. So it is such a respect for who he is as a man and what his capabilities are. Um, because he's young, um, he's like I was, like anybody is. You know, it's just take somebody going, you can't do that, do that. Let me explain to you, though, how to do this. So so it's education, you know, maturing process. I got to experience a camp where a speaker went on for three hours. It was phenomenal. It was all about worship. I think he quoted every single verse in the Bible about worship. I would leave. What is the longest service that you have attended? So that I attended or I preached that, 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 oh, I knew it was coming. Um, so I did see that question. And so I was kind of hoping we'd run out of time. Uh Um, the longest sermon I have attended and preached was the same sermon because I was preaching. Really? Yeah. We started, we, (laughs) and I'll tell you this. If anybody out there in podcast land, can tell me where this was at. I will send you a Starbucks gift card. All you got to do is is kind of tag into this program, however y'all guys ever, ever do that. So I started preaching at, um, the, the night service started at 7, I think it was. We did not get done till 3.30 in the morning. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. You got me beat. Did, 3.30 in the morning. Did you have that much to say? No. Uh, the invitation lasted a long time. And I'll just leave oh. it at that because there's somebody listening <laughs> that you just simply text 903-238-6737. I feel like I'm doing an info commercial. <laughs> and uh, and if you can just give me, uh, you'll know exactly what to say if, 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 uh, if uh, you are listening to this because there still are people. That when I go place, they'll come up and they'll say, hey, do you, you remember thinking? the service? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I sure do. So anyways, yep. How many stanzas of an altar song or invitation song did you sing? Uh, uh, there was no singing. Wow. We just got down to business. So That's good. Yeah. One of these That's days, I, one of these days I'll write that one in a book. So Dealing with teenagers. I'm sure you get plenty of teens that want your picture. Are there any crazy stories of teenagers doing crazy things to get your picture? Showing up at my hotel room. So is that is that okay? Oh yeah, yeah. If they find out where I'm staying at, I don't care. I really don't. I don't care. Bunch sure of stalkers. You put that in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I really don't care because it's like. You, yeah, this is okay. So, so this one kid, this one kid's mama worked at a hotel. So he had insight, you know, you know, where this is going. So I come back and there they are in my room, just no. sitting around. And it's like, Hey guys, how oh, you doing? Oh boy. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're just sitting here. And I was like, okay, God bless you. God bless you. It was in Michigan. So, but, but I will tell you that, um, my biggest fear is dying while I'm out of town. And that somebody else is going to have to clean up my room. So before I leave, everything's immaculate. So I have nothing to hide. I got nothing to. Nice. Yeah, I don't care. Outside of the Bible, what's the number one book you would recommend for young preachers just starting out? You know, I think anything on written by Dan Callahan. No, I'm kidding. I, coloring I, books. We're coloring still books. On a book by Dan Callahan. <laughs> coloring books. You know, I think it's anything on leadership. I think it's anything by people who led, whether it be a nation, a corporation. Um, I'm not too big. Just, just not. I'm not too big on what people's opinion are about the Bible, um, because I have the Holy Spirit. And I listen to preaching, but when somebody tries to interpret the text and twist it to their platform and or agenda, then I got issues with that. Uh, but when it comes to books, anything that lifts up the Lord, anything that character, leadership, how to's, you know. At this time, we're going to have our GSBC student spotlight. This week, we have my roommate, Young Kim. How's your life? Guys, thanks so much for having me on Thought Stop. Uh, one thing I've missed while being at college is a home-cooked meal. And now that we're out of college, I can cook a little bit here and there. Of course, not as good as my mom, but I'm still learning. Uh, one thing I, I think that everyone should be able to do is cook one good meal. And now there's no better time to learn how to cook than now. One thing I think is that it's easy to learn how to cook is breakfast. I'm a big, big fan of breakfast. And it's easy to cook, just cook some eggs, bacon, some sausage, and some pancakes. And there you go, you have a quick and easy meal. Jared and I are roommates, and this weekend, hopefully, we can finally cook a croque madame, and that's French for Mrs. 
crunchy. It's, it sounds weird. We've been talking about it for the longest time. All it is is just some bread, a little bit of mustard, some ham, some sauce, some cheese, and an egg on top of all of it. I cooked out the Everton's. And honestly, it was phenomenal. I surprised them. I surprised myself. Best thing I ever cooked. Uh, Jared and I both cooked a little bit at the house, but the stove at the ki- at the house is a little bit weird, and we're learning, we're adapting, and that's the thing about cooking is that we just have to be able to learn new techniques and learn how to adapt to what you have around you, and because uh, you may not always have the ideal setup of what you want, but we can just be glad that you have something because you don't know what you have until it's gone. Just like we don't know how good a home cooked meal is until you've had college meals for three years. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying that our college food is bad, but nothing. Nothing beats a home cooked meal. Uh, thanks, guys, for having me on. I'm a big fan of Thought Stop. Keep it up. Thank you, Young Kim, for joining us. Back to the podcast. Having a child with special needs, as far as Christian education goes, how would you go about? I. I feel called to work in Christian education, how, how would you go about educating or in a Christian school setting, handling students that have special needs? You know what? This is incredible because, hey, babe, you there? I'm here. Okay, so you're on a podcast. So so I'm sitting here with, with, with headphones on and man, I look like I'm professional. Hi, Mrs. Gray. Hey, so, I'm Spencer Jones. I'm Jared May. And your, hus- and your husband has been so amazing giving us his time. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> that's oh, thank you. That's the only thing you can say is interesting. Yes, he's willing to give his time all the time. Oh, so there you go. So we're so, not special. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, babe, they're asking me about RG. So. One of the questions we kind of in podcast terms circling around back to is um, about the blessings and difficulties. And I for me, it was the blessing that he won't have this world's addictions. He won't you know, there's nothing. He has a bad moment, but the sun shines again in five minutes. Um, I think that for me, the um, difficulty and you probably no doubt. The the difficulty for me is the fact that we can't plan because of his health, that we don't we don't know. We just don't know from day to day. And when we try to plan things, that's difficult. Yes, because he knows I'm leaving town tomorrow. So he said he's getting sick. I was like, no, you're not. He's coughing. (laughs) Yeah. So, But sometimes he does. And, you know, it's we have to stop our world. It's not that we can put it on hold. Everything evolves around him, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and again, for me, and I, and I think my wife, for me, I get up and go. So I'm going, I'm gone. I got to get stuff done. And sometimes that's difficult on Miss Kelly because she can feel like I'm being left behind. And so he's mm. 28, 29, so, I mean, I was a youth pastor for 22 years, which means the majority of that, there are a lot of youth activities and a lot of things that she couldn't go to. And, um, and, and babe, I'm sure at some point you felt like you were ineffective. Uh, yes. Yeah. We don't have time for that right now. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so but, yeah. But it balances itself out. You know, I, I may feel down one day, but like somebody was texting me today asking me for help starting a blog for their handicapped son that they had lost. And then I just realized I'm thankful I have him because I don't have to write about a life that was. It's still going with RG. Yeah. And I'm able to help people that I couldn't even relate to, but I can because RG, we have been through 27 surgeries and too many hospitalizations and too many emergency room visits to even tell you how many that's been. But on the other hand, there's people in the operating waiting room or the hospital waiting rooms that they look at RG and stare. And instead of getting mad at them, like I would have the first maybe five years of his life, I don't now because I look at is as an opportunity that God can, God opens a door that I can say, yep, we made it through with the Lord's help and we can give him a track or we can invite him to church. And that's a way that lets me outside my comfort zone that I'm not protecting him, but I realize God brought him into our life for a reason for his honor and glory. So for us to be down and depressed because all we've had to go through, he's taught us a many a lesson and he's taught us that, you know, today this, he may be down, but the next day he may be fine. So um, every day's like fresh and new. We never know what to anticipate. That's phenomenal. And sweetheart, they just they just were getting ready to ask about Christian education, I believe, gentlemen, right? Yes, sir. With 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 RG, and this is very much one of it, it. And and I think Kelly, you would agree that this was the pivotal point in our Christianity. So it was because we were advised not to even look at a secular place because they would teach him things he didn't need to be taught. So we prayed about it. And after three years of paying for a Christian education, and he still only thing he learned was his ABCs, the sounds they make, and he had no concept of how to read. And so the Christian school was not able to teach him how to care for himself. And that's what we needed him to be taught. I wasn't educated to do that. And he needed to be away from me. And so we checked around um, the different public schools in our area and God opened the door and each teacher that he had for, I think he had four different teachers. God just protected him. And we would tell them, this is what he can't do. This is what he can do. If you're going to, you know, go to a movie, no, we'll leave RG home that day. Or if we're going to a pep rally, which he did a couple of times before we realized what he was doing. And so we, um, we had great teachers. And the last teacher we had, we walked in for high school and he was there for six years And lo and behold, it was our neighbor who lived two doors down from us. We knew she was a school teacher. We did not know that she was a life skills teacher in our local high school. And she was a saved Christian and she was God sent. And God protected RG so much. I wouldn't advise it for everyone, but God really protected RG that he learned how to do things that I didn't really realize he needed to be taught because my other kids learned it on their own. So that was... It was hard, but God really protected him, and it's not for everybody, but God just placed each and every teacher in his life that we still run into people 
around town and they're like, hey, RG, and we'll invite them to church. And it's opened a door that we could have never reached some of those families or some of those um, kids in the school. Yeah, and, and, and I think the missing element in Bible college training, the untapped world, let me back up, the untapped world in, in Bible college with Christian education is people who are graduating knowing how do I teach special needs. Um, they, they need to lo- use, you know, they need to learn a lot more life skills. And if they can have the concept of reading and writing, it takes more time with them. And it, it takes patience because they don't learn like the other kids. And there's so many other kids anymore that has have disabilities that you look at them and they look fine, but they need that special time because they can't keep up with every kid. And um, that's um, that's hard, I think, in um, a Christian college that they don't realize everybody's not going to learn one, two, three, ABC the same. And some kids look fine on the outside, but on the inside, they're not. They're struggling. Yeah. And, and I think that the parents have to step up and declare your belief system. So yes. you have to step up and go, we don't believe in this. We don't believe in this. We will pick him up at one thirty um, because we, he's not going to participate in that. And I think okay. I think that was a bigger testimony to the teachers than anything else. Right. The, and we are where we were his advocate. If he didn't know what he could and couldn't do, he would do things and not even know it was wrong right. or that it's not some things we've set in our life that we weren't going to cross. But with RG, he didn't really realize how to, t- how to determine right from wrong. Yeah. So, so our spiritual responsibility is not based on his, his uh, intellect or his ability. Our spiritual responsibility comes from the Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we're honoring the Lord and in honoring the Lord, that's where we set these boundaries. Right. So. You wow. both are such a huge encouragement because I feel like going into ministry, if God does give us that responsibility, that it, it you are capable of having a child and doing ministry at the same yeah, time. So yeah. thank you very much for your faithfulness oh, and your encouragement amen. in that. Amen. Thank you. All right, babe. Hi, Miss Kelly. Hey, Dan says hi. Hi, Dan. Oh, no, Dan. Okay. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Uh, all right, babe. Oh, excuse me. Brother Callahan. No, no. no. Hey, Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, Bishop Dan. He's a pastor oh, now. Oh, okay, Bishop Dan. So, Talk to you later. Love you, Bye. babe. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Gray. One last question. I know. Here it comes, and I've been waiting. Is there a question you think we should have asked and did not? How thick are your skins? Super. Go for it. I'm sitting on the campus of Golden State Baptist College. I am at the foundational steps of North Valley Baptist Church. You guys are incredible. You're preparing for the ministry. You're going to love people, but you never asked me if I was saved. Oh, that's true. Wow. Wow. Wow, guys, I could be sitting here a false prophet, a heretic, a wolf in sheep's clothing, and you let me in without qualifying if I was a believer. 
Are you saved? I am saved. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. And that will be uh, now our first question on every podcast. Let me tell you something. To interview anybody without asking if they were saved, gentlemen, I hope you don't take offense to that. But I don't care. And uh, so <laughs> yeah. never assume ever, anybody said I could have got saved on the broadcast. You could have baptized me this afternoon. Oh, Missed opportunity. Come on now. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I think that um, that was that was. I think if there was a question, I think it covered all of them. I really do. I I, I wasn't sitting here with expectations other than just honest conversation. Right. You know, and I'm sure you guys, as you develop this outlet, um, will be very powerful. When I first started, when podcasts first came out, they were huge. They were addictive. YouTube kind of stepped in because it gave visuals to podcasts. Yeah. So now that's not the case because everybody's reverting back to podcasting mm-hmm. because it is it is true that most podcasts are listened to while you're driving and more states are having laws to where you can't be on your phone and, uh, and things of that nature. So, yeah. Before we go, what did you think about our first two episodes of thought stop? Okay. So when I saw you guys and, uh, late at night in, in prayer and fasting and and medication and all those kind of things, (laughs) I, uh, so you sent me the link. So I went back to the hotel room and while I was, uh, you know, putting things away, getting ready to do a final study before I went to bed, um, I was listening to y'all. Wow. I was I was intrigued. OK, so I was very intrigued at a couple of things. One, you're very comfortable with each other. Right. Yes. You're, you're very on air, easy to listen to. Thank you. Uh, as I'm looking at you, hard to look at, though, but easy to listen right. to. Yep. That's why it's a podcast, not a video. Uh, there you go. And thank God for that. Um but I, I, the the first episode was about relationships, and all of a sudden, one of you was talking about your girlfriend, and right, and that you were standing in a circle. I guess circling is what Golden State singles do. Oh, we're all about the circling. We're all about standing in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not socializing; it's circling. Yes, sir. So now we have these circles of single, desperate people hoping that somebody invades the circle. To get them. Well, three couples could two, four, six make a circle, and got it. three couples are chatting. It's got just it. a way of standing that discourages other people from joining oh. their conversation. Oh, it's very much a Pharisaical sect of Golden State. Exactly. But we and, have we have noticed a lot of people are saying potatoes weird. Apparently, that was something that caught on. I say potato instead of potato. That's because you're from Tennessee. I think so. And people find it very odd. The education out there is not very good. Yeah, well, I think that's the difference. I think the next topic of discussion on Golden State needs to be, is it mature or mature? I've heard both ways by a great man of God. But if you're going to do it right, keep it consistent. That's my big thing with English. So you cannot say mature nature. If you say mature, you need to say nature. But you can say superfluous. Only if you're an idiot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, back up, back up. Touche, my friend. Touche. Touche. Oh, that was good. That was good. But I found y'all very intriguing, and I found myself subscribing, and I found myself going, I got to see where this thing ends, because 
you two truly were very comfortable on air. You're good comment, color commentators. What I think you need to do from now on is take preaching clips and be color commentators on preaching clips. Coming soon to a thought stop near you. Yes. We want to get kicked out of Bible college. Yes, that's a, that is the best way. So I do have a question. What is What does it mean if there's a circle, all girls except one guy? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it could be that he is introducing himself, passing out could business be. cards, applications for the first date. Yeah. Could be. He could be related to one of them. It could sister, be. cousin. It could be. Could be. But if he has that many sisters and cousins at college, he needs to go to another college. I'm sure it's just a homework question. It was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I, which one of you was your girl that somebody went up and got and brought her back down? Oh, that was my girlfriend, Brandy. Okay. Okay. So somebody went down and said, Hey, there's a guy down here that says potato wrong. You need to go see him. Yes. And I'm so glad she did come downstairs. So like, so like, it was love at first potato. It was. It was not actually. Oh, sorry. Like at first potato. N- not even. She was weird. She is weird, but I love her anyway. And as soon as she <laughs> hears this, you're not. I'm single. <laughs> no, I'm I got just you. Kidding. For the power of editing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We didn't like each other at first. We just became friends, and then it it, it changed. It moved over into liking, and then loving. I love it. I love it. So is it dating or courting? Both. Well, court dating. I, I mean, for me, it's dating, but then I think ahead to when I have a daughter, I want it to be courting. Difference? There's really shouldn't be. Boy meets girl. Girl meets boy. Boy falls in love with girl. Girl's expensive. Boy can't marry girl for years. Yeah. Then when he thinks he has enough money, might as well get married. Amen to you, that. You literally just described my entire dating experience here. There you go. Unless Summed somebody. all up. Unless you take a chaperone who has a big heart of God and pays for your date. Brother Dan Callahan. There yes. you go. Pay for me. So there it anyways. is. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. We, we had a blast. Absolutely. And I think that's all the time we have. All right. So, God bless you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. There you have it. That was our entire interview with Pastor Bob Gray. I hope you enjoyed it. We had a great time getting to talk to him a little bit. That was really fun. He's really easygoing. And shout out to Aaron Scott for leaving us a positive review. We also noticed that you wanted our Thought Stop stickers. How many of you all would like a Thought Stop sticker? I know I would. It's very easy. All you have to do is leave us a positive review and also share us on your social media. That's right. Pick any one of our Thought Stop episodes and share it on your Facebook or Instagram And then send us your address to thoughtstop1 at gmail.com, and you will receive a free Thought Stop sticker. All right. We're looking forward to next week. See you then. Roll outro. Roll outro.